Blog Talk Radio. Turn my headphones up. Nothing gonna stop me now. Nothing, baby. I'm here now. We here. It's your world. Yeah. Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one person front, my face on the front page, only if I had one love, one girl and one crib, one God to show me how to do things his son did, pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip would probably make me flip, see my name in the hieroglyphs, like Osiris and Isis, parables written inside papyrus, acknowledge it, we've been all trick, time to come out of it, seeds watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one knee, I duck, could it be my time is up, but my luck, I got up, the cop again, bust out glass bursts, a fiend drops a Heineken, ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in, blacking out as I duck back, forget getting hit, this is my hood, I'm a rap, to the death of it, to everybody, come on, little brothers is grown, the rats, don't abortion your wound, we need more warriors soon, sent from the stars, sun and the moon, and it's like a police chase, the street Sick of kids with no conscience, leaving victims with doctors If you really think you're ready to fly With my power, this is what now Got brothers, the time is now All I need is one mic One mic One mic Huh All I need is one mic All I need is one mic All I need is one mic All I need is one cup, one page, and one pen, one prayer. Tell God, forgive me for one sin. Matter of fact, maybe more than one. Look back at all the hatred against me. Touch all of them. Jesus died at age 33. It's 32. 16 apiece, that's 32. Which means one of my sons was holding 17. 27 hit your crew. Six went into you. Everybody gotta die sometime. Hope your funeral. Never get caught up. Pain to go through the innocent. Nothing to spare. Brothers roll up. From wheelchairs, my heart is racing, tasting revenge in the air. I let this all slide for too many years, too many times. Now I'm strapped with a couple of too many. If y'all people really with me, get busy, load up the do more than just hold it, explode the until you empty. There's nothing in our way. They they rush, we rush. Fly and feel it, I feel it in my gut that we take these dudes to war. Lie them down, cause we're stronger now. My people, the time is now. Found. You need some soul searching. The time is now. All I need is one mic. One mic. One mic. One mic. 
I need is one mic. Spread my voice to the whole world. Naya, Lady Bulela, Just Lady Foundation. Oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. All I need is one mic. People, what's going on? Sorry, you can catch the banger here live and direct from L.A. Uh, sorry for that one-minute delay. Never could do a show when you're shooting a movie. <laughs> so, hey, I want to give a shout-out to everybody that listened to our last show. Kick me, rate me, everybody exploit me. I really want to give a shout-out to a lot of people who listened. I didn't realize we had, when I was live on the air, again, I'm still on the set. <laughs> I actually finished teaching and I had to go straight to it. Actually, I had to call the mom. Hello, Dr. Angelina Wakabongo back in Boston. Shout out to Dr. Dabingo Wasaid back in Boston. My parents, my role models, the people that made me who I am. And I'm hoping to live up to their dreams and their expectations. I'm always up for the challenge, but it's worthy because they've always been for the country. So I'm going to give a shout out to them. My nieces and nephews out there in Boston, down there in D.C., you know, Origination, Bajimba, Consulting, Masenga Management. Ome Congo, what's going on, people of the world, everybody, you know, my brothers and sisters. We, I didn't realize when I checked the numbers, we actually had 400 listeners live. I didn't know that was possible. Well, you know, anything's possible. So I'm not going to, like, shortchange myself, but I was really surprised that many people listened in. You know, sometimes when people, you have Congo fatigue. It's like, Congo, Congo, Congo. Oh, we can't talk about it anymore, but... You know, we can't always talk about the negative. We can't always talk about the bad. We can just talk and hope we can make some moves. So I want to give a shout-out and thank you to everybody that listened, everybody that wrote in, everybody that texted me and support and things like that. I hope I'm coming in clear. Uh, you know, we have the Congolese uh, Memorial coming up in a few days. I think we're going to do that show probably tomorrow night. Not too sure. Definitely by Wednesday because we do it every November. Last year we was in New York doing it. It was a great event. Got nice support. Dave Donaldson came down the cut. Lee Joseph Bengu Mongo came down to cut too. I looked at the limousine out front. I think he was sitting in it. So, but people kick me, rape me, everyone exploit me. I really appreciate your support. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. And that's why I want to give a special thanks to everybody out there. You know who you are. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. I don't want to talk too much, but I probably will anyway because you know me. Uh, and also, shout out to Ntumba Ntumba out there in New York doing what they do. Greg, my lawyer out there. Everybody else doing doing their stuff. A lot of things have been going on, but let's get down to some stuff here. Let's dedicate. I always have this question about why do people do what they do when it comes to the DRC and why do people feel like they can't do anything and they can't uh, make a difference? And I know it really seems overwhelming. I know it really seems like, you know, what little do I have to offer? What little can I do? And it doesn't have to be like that. I just think that with what you're doing, wherever you may be, if it's not Congo, if it's a cause, you know, that you're fighting for and you're advocating for, don't give up, you know. We have to support each other, you know. We have to really be down on the seriousness and realize that if we have the tools to make change, to affect change, to make a difference in people's lives, then we should take that opportunity to use that, no matter what it may be. So much was accomplished back in the day with revolutions and things like that. This was before cell phones, before faxes, before phones, before Facebook, before Twitter, before email. And look at the great revolutions that came up. And now it seems we have all these tools, and we can barely uh, ignite a revolution in our own household, our own block, or our own city. So if you're tuning in to me, let me know how I can help you out. 
and, you know, ask how you can help me out, and let's just work together. If you want to give us a call, uh, I'm actually on a remote location, but I think I can take some calls. I've done this way before. You can reach out to me at 646-595-2892, 646-595-2892. Uh, we have about 48 minutes left. We may extend the show. It depends what's going on. And also, we're trying to get our chat session live. We're having a problem getting connected with our server here, but a few folks like to email me directly, actually, on our chat line, so I definitely appreciate that. So on that, you know, what's on your mind? What's going on with you guys out there? Uh, things back home changing. I'm hearing things back home are changing, and I want to give a shout-out to the edukongo.org. Check them out. See what's up. You have Yenga, Lukusa, Zangu, and Estef doing their stuff, you know, check out LejaBulela.org, L-E-J-A-B-U-L-E-L-A.org, building a clinic, reach out to them, see how I can help them out, you know, build that clinic, save some lives, make a change, uh, check out George Malaki Foundation, they're building a school for girls down in Katanga, that's uh, Noella, the new mom and bride, or new bride and then mom, yeah, you know, keep it traditional. Uh, give a shout-out to her. Uh, Ndaya, you know, from Ndaya, the uh, great PR company out of, out there over in Ohio. I think it's Cincinnati or in Cleveland. I think she's expand, expanding. I can never remember. I think it's Cincinnati. Either way, she's over there. <laughs> so reach out to her uh, if you want some good marketing. Uh, if you're on my Facebook, you can go find her. Uh, my friend's list, uh, uh, Isabel Kalubi. She has a great company, Ndaya, doing promotions. I want to give a shout-out to them. I want to give a shout-out to Angeline, uh, my sister out there in D.C. Hello, hello. What's going on, Franklin? Congratulations on your engagement. So that was enough of our commercial break. So you know, I always wondered, let's have a little fun. Well, I always wondered if <laughs> this might sound kind of bizarre and sacrilegious, but I always wondered if, if Lumumba <laughs> and Mulele like, were like alive today, and um, this is what was sacred. Because I asked this to one of my classes the other day. Like, what would they think of what was going on in the world today? What would they think about Congo? What would they think about, you know, what do they see? And I don't mean even in a funny way. Like, you know, Lumumba was always quick with the mouth. You know, when he saw some injustice somewhere, he had to say something. But what would they say? What would Mulele say? Because he was about the war anyway. So he'd probably say, let's invade Rwanda. Let's invade everybody. And then do what we can do. But hey, look, you guys, let's not talk violence. Let's just talk love. We have one mic to make a difference. We have one mic to make a change. So I want to dedicate this next song to the United Nations uh, mission that's in the Congo right now, um, the peacekeepers. So I want to dedicate this next song by the OJs.
Peacekeepers, the ones that are actually uh, living up to that title, backstabbed by the OJs, and you know you have to ask yourself if uh, Marvin Gaye was around. We're gonna do a little music today, you know, not just me talking all the time. Cause I'm sure you guys are like, oh my God, does the guy ever shut up? Well, not really. <laughs> so, but uh, Marvin Gaye was around today, and he looked at Congo. You know, what would he ask? What would what would he want to know? Right on. 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 Right on.
going on what is what's going on back home what's going on in this world people and we have a destruction going on and you know i know a lot of people get frustrated because they wonder you know what can they do you know when's it going to end you know something came up the other day i remember um came exactly it was actually in a conversation and it was asked about you know all this destruction well not the destruction a lot of people go over there eve evelers of the world and stuff like that and they go over there and they talk. They talk about how they talk to the people, to the activists, and to the the uh, uh, what you call it, the uh, hospitals, and the people on the ground, the people trying to make a difference. They always go talk to them. But my question to them is, you know, why don't they go talk to Kagame? Why don't they go talk to the, you know President Kabila? Why don't they go talk to Museveni? Why are they going to talk to the people that invaded us? I'm not talking about President Kabila. I'm talking about, you know, the people that invaded us. But why in the country? Why don't you go talk to the president? But there are a lot of these people, they go they go to Congo and they go on the ground. And they say, we talk to the activists. We talk to the student leaders. We talk to the hospitals. We talk to those fighting for a difference, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's nice, but um, they're not going to guns. They invade nobody. Why don't you go talk to Kagame and Mosadini and the President Burundi and uh, President Santos and go, go talk to those people or Mugabe or whatever. Why don't you go talk to those people? They never do. And I'm like, what are they supposed to gain by talking to these folks? They don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, literally. So I'm like, stop, let's stop. But it's nonsense about, um, you know, well, we talk to these people and all this stuff. Well, that's nice, but, you know, what do you have to show for it? I mean, things are still the same. Things are still the way they are. And, I mean, what are we going to do? Oh, kick me, rape me, everyone exploit me, shoot me, loot me, everybody, you know, exploit me. All I want to say is that they don't care about Congo. <laughs> there you go. Let's say it again. All I want to say is that they don't really care about DRC. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. They see a hoops and scream out a bad name. Come on, people. What's really going to make that change? Come on, people. Come on. What can we do? 
let's get back to some music here. You know, sometimes you got to lay back, de-stress yourself out, and really just say, you know, I'm just not going to let me stress. I'm not going to let me let me stress anything out. So on the bank of the Kiwus, laying back, playing some music. So how are we going to lay back and chill? Hey, the chat, where you at? A shout-out to KD up there in Boston with little Zozo. What's going on? Hope you all doing well. Let's see if we can get this thing mixed up here. Hey, uh, Joella, can you bring that cut up for me real quick? He's having a little technical difficulties in the back. So I guess you guys are stuck with my mouth for a few moments here. So let's see if we can get this working here. One more time. Let's see here. We can get this thing working. Here we go. Here's a little music for those on the lake on the, the lake of uh, the banks of Kivu. Kicking back, relaxing. DJ Charmaine Champagne. This is right down ready on the so you got to be listening to the Chronicle. Oh, the sound oh, from the brother's side of the dish is there. The front wheel. So let me do this with you. Lock it up. 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 Lock it Picking them up to find a job. Yeah, we're going to work, so we can go up and be just like you. Hey, yo, y'all going to pick me today? Yeah, thought you knew. Hey, Snoop! One, two, three, and slip up, folks. Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so whack on there. Before I have to pull the strap out the Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Hopping in Lone Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Cause ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low, that G, so we crazy. Death Row is the label that's unfatable. So please don't try to fake it. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand. From a young G's perspective. And before me, they got a trick, I have to find a contraceptive. You never know, she could be earning her man and learning her man. And at the same time, burning her man. Now, when she burning, I'ma chill for a minute. Cause ain't no loving good enough to get burned while I'm a finish. Yeah. And that's realer than real deal, holy field. And now you hookers and hoes know how I feel. Well, if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk, I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff. It's like this and like that and like this, and uh, it's like that and like this and like that. It's like this and like that and like this and uh, Drake creep to the mic like a fan Well I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping But I damn near got kept Cause my people kept beeping Now it's time for me to make my impression felt So sit back, relax, and strap on your seat Cause you've never been on a ride like this before with a producer who can rap and control the maestro At the same time with the dope rhyme that I kick You know and I know I for some more funky shit yeah. To add to my collection This selection symbolizes dope Take a soap but don't choke If you do, you have no clue Of what me and my homie Snoop Dogg came to do It's, it's like this and like that and like this and uh It's like that and like this and like that and uh It's like this and we ain't got no love for soul So just chill to the next episode What a hell of a gangster lane. Getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard greens. 
It's the capital S, oh yes, oppression, double O-P, D-O-double-G-Y-D-O-double-G, you see? Showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic, pimping hoes and clacking a grip like my name is Dolomite. Yeah, and it don't quit. I think they in the mood for another one of those G-hits. So, Drake, we gotta give them what they want. What's that, G? We gotta break them off something. Hell yeah. And it's gotta be bumping. City of Compton. It's what takes place, so a national attention. Mobbing with the dog friend. Bow, wow, wow. Dropping the folky tracks is making the suckers just mumble. When I'm on the mic, it's like a cookie. They all crumble. Try to get close, then you're bound to get smacked. My little homie Snoop Doggy Dog has got my back. Never let me slip, cause if I slip, then I'm slipping. But if I got my Nina, then you know I'm straight tripping. And I'm gonna continue to put the raps down, put the max down. And if your woman wanna trip, I have to put the smack down. Yeah, then you don't stop. I told you I'm just like a clock when I tick and I sock. But I'm never off, always on, just the break of dawn. See you when we see you win in the city they call Long Beach. Putting it straight together like my homie D.O.C. No one can do it better like this. That and this and a, it's like that and like this and like that and a, it's like this. Then we ain't got no love for all. So just chill to the next episode. You know, I got an email from someone just now, obviously, someone sent it. Um, asking me, Sai, why you decide to do kick me, rape me, or exploit me? And what, uh, I'm trying to make up this writing here. I think he's actually writing, he doesn't speak English fluently or she or whoever it is. But they said, you know how unsettling it was to, unsettling, to hear the woman scream. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the sign. Adrian, so I don't know if that's a woman's name or a guy could be both. Um, Adrian, thanks for writing in. Um, uh, not, not really. I know the reaction I had when I first heard it, uh, when when, people, when I um, heard the scream. It really threw me off. And um, I just wanted people to, you know, people read about rape and sexual assault and stuff like that or sexual violence, which I think is one of the worst strategies when it comes to Congo because, it makes it not it makes it not the invaders of Congo, but the Congolese men themselves are the perpetrators of the violence and the women are the victim. And I think that's um, a strategy that was really imposed by uh, ladies from the West, um, because you know I don't think they can relate to the invasion of a country. So I understand how that's very critical to what's going on right now, but it kind of bothered me because it's not just the women that's being raped. You have men being raped, children being raped, and the country's being raped. And it just felt like, you know. I want to say something to the people and, you know, about what's going on and basically what's going on, you know. And for me, Adrian, it was uh, the words just popped in my head. I had I was just sitting down doing some work, and all of a sudden I heard Michael Jackson's um, They Don't Really Care About Us pop. I heard the beat pop into my head, and what his words were supposed to be, those lines came up, kick me, rape me, everybody exploit me, shoot me, loot me, everybody do me. All I want to say is that they don't really care about Congo. It really popped like that, but I said, I'm going to do a show. But um, I didn't want to do something where it's just, you know, going off on everybody. And I, I know some people feel out calling people out. I don't care. I'm just speaking the truth because there's too many people just pointing fingers at each other 
and not realizing the responsibility you have. So that's why I decided to do the show, just a play on those words, and it just felt like something I wanted to do. It wasn't scripted. It wasn't prepared or anything like that. It was just something that came off literally off my mind, out of my heart to you guys. So I made a conscious effort today's show. Uh, you're welcome, Adrian. Adrian just wrote in and said, thank you for the explanation. It made a lot of sense to uh, what I want to do. Adrian, thank you for your email and taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoy the group. So I, today, I said I don't want to really, you know, politi- you know, not really politicize, not really just talk about the drudgery that we already know. I said I want to kick back. Let's have a conversation. Let me see what I got to say. Taking some music here and there and just take it from there and let it do our thing. So, you know, that's why you're hearing more music and you, you do hear me talk. It's more hopefully clarifying to you why I do what I do. So... If I answer your question, you know, you're more, you know, you're more welcome, Adrian. Thank you for the email. I appreciate it. Let's give a shout-out to the women out there. Um, let's dedicate this next cut to all the Connelly's women out there and the women at large out there who are holding it down uh, for the country and the love and things like that. But at the same time, they're praying for things to get better. All right, let's give a shout-out to uh, all the folks out there, Sylvain and Daya, uh, Galula over there in Germany, and all the people out there, all right, Tanti Mustaf. All those folks, uh, Elizabeth, my little one, Frida, blah, blah, blah. Let's go on. Let's make it happen. This is for the, the Connelly's women. Let me get this kicking right. Uh, here we go. I think I got this to play correctly. So let's see what's going on here. Everybody, 
I always loved that cut. I remember when I first heard it, uh, my mom was playing it back in Boston. I was last visiting. It always gets me. I just love it. Again, that's for the Congress women. Man, you know, I love me some Congress women. The way they roll, the way they stride, the way they carry themselves, that little aggression, that little ladylike, the being the embalming of womanhood. Got to give love. And when I see what's happening to my women back home, you know, 700 raped as they'll forcibly remove from northern Angola. I think that's the uh, North Zaire province. Man, it just breaks my heart, you know, particularly when you wonder how they're feeling like they're either asking who's around to protect us. I mean, where's our where's our where's our defenders? You know, that's what we just sometimes it just sometimes it becomes overwhelming. I said if I keep doing shows where I let that get to me, I I won't be able to function. But um let me read something to you here. Um, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Uh Marisol writes, I love the music. <laughs> Can we go old 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 school? Some nineties funk. I'm like, okay, we'll think of something here. Uh, let me write something here. Uh, let me write something. Let me read something to you that I came across. It was actually something I have on my wall. Uh, I live out here. It's called The War Lived by Women. Uh, in Urega, Sub Kivu, DRC. It's from October 1996 until today. Um, it was actually emailed to me as a, a report. Uh, I printed this out Sunday, September, this, uh, Sunday, December 17th, 2006. All right. Let me read something here to you guys. So bear with me. And again, if you have a question or some comp, you know, comments, whatever, just give me a call, one six four six. Yeah, I can get this thing to work right. One six four six five nine five two eight nine two. One six four six five nine five two eight nine two. I think I can get this thing to work righteously. Hopefully we won't get disconnected here on my groove. So let's see what we can do here, all right? Um anyways, the world is by women. Uh we got wrote this article. Let me give a shout out first. As they say, the proper accreditations. I'd like to give a shout out to Mbemba, the new father. What's going on, brother? Hope you're doing well. Uh, this was testimony collected in Bukavu June 9th, June 9th, 2006 by Sister Teresina Kathy, the Zaverian missionary. Uh, they are at the Kathy, uh, T-I-N.internet. Anyways, it's also Mrs. Francois Mbui of the Human Rescue, uh, RDC, at Mbui2020 at Yahoo.france. And also by Mwenja Smir Esta. And this document is available in French and Italian. So I want to get a proper accreditation. But I won't read too much of this. We only have 47 minutes left, but I'll give you a little shout-out here. So bear with me. It's the War Live by Women. We listen to the voices of the women who find themselves living in the midst of war, which has meant years of violence for them. This violence continues today. All of them have been subjugated to rape and active humiliation of all kinds. Today they live in the city of Bukavu, somewhat safe, but fighting each day for survival to the point that some of them are thinking about returning to the village despite the insecurity that continues to reign there. There are numerous organizations which claim to be helping these violated women, and yet many of these displaced women living in the city face misery each day. We have, given them, we have given them fictitious names out of respect, but their testimony is exactly as we received it. They all come from the same region of Urega. We have, com- we have combined their testimony to present a continuous story. We bring out the individual testimony when it concerns a specific fact experienced by one of them. 
We met them at the house of a woman who has worked with people who have been wounded in body and in spirit for several years. Um, here we go. Mrs. Chakupa, Ms. Chakupewa, approximately 65 years old, arrived in Bukavu on foot from Kitutu in Urega, a trip of around three weeks, in November 2005. She lives with her daughter after her eldest son was killed and two other children died in the forest for lack of care. Another son took refuge in Burundi with his own, with his own family. Mrs. Songai, approximately 30 years old, fled Urega in October 2004 with her parents, a daughter, a teenage niece, and her brother's nine-year-old son. They were welcomed by another brother living in Bukavu. Once the members of his family learned that she had been raped, they began to scorn her, telling her that she was dirty. They accused the nephew of being a witch doctor. In order to protect him, she moved out, but the, but the accusations continued. One morning, she could not find him. She learned later that he had joined a group which returned to their village where he, where he remains today. Mrs. Kashiwa, approximately 30 years old, comes from the side of Kasika. Her father was among those killed in the church during the Great Massacre of August 24, 1998. She found his body there with his face flashed. Then she fled into the forest with her family, where two of her children died. Knowing that rape women were cared for in Bukavu, she took the risk of traveling by road and arrived in the city with two other children. Her husband returned to their village to guard their house. Mrs. Razika, approximately 50 years old, wanted to protect her daughter. Barely a teenager, by, well, I'm sorry, wanted to protect her daughter, barely a teenager, by sending her to her grandparents' house 90 kilometers away. However, she and her daughter were kidnapped, raped, and kept as sex slaves in a Hutu camp for five years. At first, she was taken as the woman of one Hutu man for six months, and then Mrs. Razika was raped by many others. She now lives in her little sister's house in Bukavu, where she was again raped during the war of uh, Metubutsi in June 2004. Her daughter returned from the forest pregnant and gave birth to a baby that died eight months later of gastroenteritis. Am I pronouncing that right? Gastroenteritis and lack of medical attention. Mrs. Mawazu is 47 years old. When the first war broke out in 1996, she lived in Bukavu and fled with her family, as well as many other people, to her native village in Urega. But the war found them where they ran. In the forest where she had taken refuge, she was raped and kidnapped by the Intahamwe in their camp where she remained, forced to serve as the wife of, of one Hutu for four years. When the Hutu fled following an attack by the Mai Mai, she was forced to become the wife of one of these men. Now she has taken refuge in Bukavu. Um, Mrs. Mulonda is 35 years old. She fled Bukavu for Urega at the beginning of the war in 1996, but the war found her there. After being raped and so much suffering, she lives once again in Bukavu. I'm going to read this next now. It, it really took a lot just to read that part. I'm really kind of struggling going through this. So I'm going to read another paragraph. But what I'm going to do is just pop in my mind. I'm going to do an entire segment where I just read this whole, this whole report in full, unedited. All right, it's about seven pages long. It's called The War of the Women. I'll do it sometime this weekend. I'm going to read this entire testimony. Now, mind you, this in 2006, all right? So let's continue on one more paragraph, and then we'll um, go back to some music here. Bear with me. Mass- the next paragraph has is Massacre is Beginning. In 1996, Mulonda lived in Bukavu. One day in November, a soldier ran into her yard and cried out in Lingala, Bateke Mboka. The country has been sold. That's the English translation. translation. He tore off his uniform and threw it in the yard and fled. At this moment, many people fled the city. 
Malonda left with her family for Urega. The war was already there. First, the fleeing Congolese troops, I'm sorry, first, the fleeing Congolese troops led by Asani arrived. They set up camp in Kimatuga and hunted down the Tutsi, who were, who were, who were well known by the population as optics as, as tones because of the Belgian colonizers moved them to the DRC from Rwanda in order to work in the mining companies. They killed more than 20 of them by guns and by knives and threw the bodies in the Zalia River. The young people living in the area took part in the killings. The Burundian Houthi of Sayembe, the Maskisads, I'm thinking pronouncing it wrong, uh, Maquisards, M-A-Q-U-I-S-A-R-D, uh, which means men of the Maquis, also arrived and in their turn killed the Tutsi in Mwenga in Kimituga. The population fled into the forest. At the, end of, uh, at the end of November, the ADSL, composed of Rwandan Tutsi and Congolese, launched the pursuit of these combatants. When they arrived at the offices of the zone of Mwenga, they called out to the population to return to their homes because they said they came to guarantee peace after Mobutu's oppressive regime. They made the people understand that they had, had that, they made the people understand that they had binoculars capable of seeing over 100 kilometers away. There was no place one could hide from them. Besides, they said, they already occupied all of Congo. The population welcomed them with acclamations, but shortly thereafter, they were once again fearful because they were taken as hostages between the two warring groups. These Tutsis did not use weapons. They killed with bayonets. They killed the Hutus and the Congolese they considered to be Hutus, especially the intellectuals and the authorities. Jean Bosco, a student, made the mistake of speaking a sentence in French. He was killed in the... And wait, he was killed on the Asango Bridge with Mawazo's husband, who was a teacher. In Kimatuza, the postmaster, Zachariah, was killed as well as Dale, a teacher and leader of the Liliba community. Luliba community. Lambert Bayongi, Bongoi, the bodyguard of European working as Gominki. These soldiers butchered the people before our eyes and burned our houses. Panic forced us to return once again to the forest. The FDL forces remained in the zone in order to look for gold. They were the only buyers, and they established the price that they would pay. I'll read one last, two last paragraphs for you guys in this section here, called War of the Population. The end of this war, with Laurent Desiree Kabila taking power in May 1997, marked the low. Well, one year later, on August 2nd, 1998, a new war broke out that was even bloodier. We say four groups of soldiers come... We saw four groups of soldiers come to thwart the forces of the RCD Goma, the FAC, the Mudunga 40, and the Interhamwe, and the Maimai. That's we, that, we, that which we observed was all that of these groups are only apparently, I'm sorry, that which we observed was that all of these groups are only apparently enemies. They all make war against the civilian population, and they do not attack one another. They have not noted any true hostility even between the Interhamwe, normally Hutu, and the Tutsi of the RCD Goma. Let me read that again. We have not noted any true hostility even between the Interhamwe, normally Tutu, I'm sorry, normally Hutu, and the Tutsi of the RCD Goma. For example, when an RCD plane landed in the place of Kitu, the Interhamwe arrived, took all of its cargo, cases containing supplies of food, arms, and ammunition, as though they were looting the plane, but they allowed the plane with its crew to leave. We were given the impression that it was like a convention. Let me continue on here because I'm getting an email from Malaya 
saying to continue, uh, could you read more of what I'm reading? Sure, no problem. Let me read the last two paragraphs, okay? Hold on. Okay, here we go. Um, bear with me. It was a convention. The Hutu gave the order to shoot from 7 until 10, at which time they launched their heaviest fighting. This was the signal that they were moving. Then the population, which had taken refuge in the forest, would begin to leave and return to the village. Sometimes they were aided and encouraged by soldiers from the opposite group. Once at the house, it was now time for the other group to begin shooting. The sides of the different groups were at a short distance from one another, but they never attacked each other. We almost never saw killing among the opposing forces, except in the case where they killed each other for having forgotten the password. It was only civilians who were murdered. The Mai Mai were born out of a need for a national defense. I'm sorry. The Mai Mai were born out of a need for a national self-defense force to fight against the invader. Following their irritation, I'm sorry. Following their initiation rite, which would render them invisible to bullets, they were to observe the following conditions: never sleep with a woman, never steal the people's money or belongings, nor eat their food. But they also often behaved with brutality towards us in looting, in looting and in raping. This is why the mamas, the mamas explained, their protection did not work. I'm going to end it right there. I'll just leave it as it is. And if they want to do a show, well, I'm going to read that entire report to you. So let me give the proper citations. This was written by uh, Sister Teresa Caffey, the Zaveriana Missionary, and Mrs. Francois Mui of the Human Rescue, RDC, and Mwinja Samir Estep. And this document can be found in French and Italian. If you go to Gen G-E-N-R-E-E-N-A-C-H-T-I-O-N.net. I'm going to look for this article again. I think I may have it somewhere. And I know I posted on my old blog, the Biennial Group. But that's what was going on, people. I just wanted to read that to you and share that with you. And it was very difficult to read. And things have only gotten worse since then. So let's just keep this flowing. And we've just read something, you know, it's really bothering me to read it. So let's say something. I love Congo. You love Congo. And our Vodafone All-Stars, All-Stars love Congo also.
He doesn't make them feel that they're powerless. He makes them realize they're powerful, that it's not hopeless, it's that they're full of hope, that they can do this. That's how he talks to people. And I think, I feel, I've seen him speak to the people when it comes to DRC. And people can say what they want. Oh, he's biased, that's his brother, and stuff like that. Oh, no. I'm trying to be real. Well, I've seen him speak at an event um, last year in L.A. It could have been last year, the year before. I'm not too sure exactly. Um, I think it was a Raise Hope uh, event. It had Young Hollywood out there. And I was there, 300 people. of Young Hollywood stars and agents. And let me tell you, those people, if you get their attention, that's what you think of. And I remember the one word he said, he goes, look, I don't know you guys. You, don't got, you guys don't know me. But tonight, now we know each other. We can work together to end this madness in DRC. He wasn't out there, you know, pointing fingers. He wasn't out there going off on people. He was out there saying, look, we're all here for the same thing, and we all can make a difference for the same thing. So let's make a difference. And that's what he does. And I, I feel that's very effective in, in our advocacy to be more inclusive but realize it's the Congolese voice that has to, that has to be in the, in the forefront, in the lead. It can't be a Congolese on the bottom of the, um, you know, the, uh, the masthead of a, of a website. It has to be a Congo, a Congo lead up front speaking on behalf of Congo because we already know what we need for the country. We don't need someone telling us what we need for the country. So we have to make that difference. We have to really allow ourselves to, like, look, let's just work together. We don't always have to get along. But is our beef or is our difference of opinion really more important than that person that needs us to speak for them back home? Really think about it. Just really think about it. Let's slow it down a little bit. Um, I'm actually going to play this song during our memorial that's coming up. But um, let's slow it down a little bit. Uh, we heard um, Zombie talking about, in Chalupa, talking about God and Congo, stuff like that. Let's lose a little, you know, our country's like 65% Catholic. And we have Kimbanguists there and Christians and Muslims and, uh, you know, Islam. And we have a lot of traditional beliefs, you know, the Basimbi and things like that. So let's slow this down just a little bit. All right, give this a song we're going to play on the board. I'll give you a shout-out now. A little, I'll give you a little love now. Um, I believe it's by Michael Smith. And let's have this be our prayer moment. So just listen to it. It's a live performance. Listen to it. Listen to the words. Close your eyes to your own prayer, your own prayer, whatever faith you may have. Now let's not just pray. But let's pray that we, we can take action to make a difference. So let's slow it down. And this is, you know, they, when they came into Congo, they were killing all the priests and bishops, the religious leaders. So let's say a prayer. Um, let's let this song be a prayer to all of them, from all of us in our different faiths, for one voice.
Powerful stuff there, really powerful. More love, more power. I first heard that song in Christ City International Church out here in LA. That's when I first heard it. Yeah, Christ City International Church is uh, Pastor Kota. Well, first Lady uh, Mary are doing well down there. Daniel, uh, Victoria, Angie, the other Angie, and everybody. Uh, Kwa. Uh, that's why I first heard it. It was by uh, Shakina Glory. And uh, let me tell you, Sister Hermely, when she when she sang this, oh, my God, destroyed it. I mean, I was pierced in eyes. It was just passionate to this day. It's my hair. That's when I think about when I first heard it there. Um, that was our moment there. It reminds me of the words that uh, Pastor Kathy Reka, um, I think it's the African Christian Church out here in L.A., Pastor Kathy Reka, when he spoke at our first memorial over at uh, Christ Little International Church, he was the guest speaker there. And he said a prayer in English and Swahili. And we're going to have something for you guys, a little, a little, a little different, and we do our, uh, I believe it's our seventh annual or ninth annual memorial coming up. We do it every year because, you know, everybody's doing awareness and fundraising, but I want to do something where we remember the, the victims, and we can't let this injustice pass and just go by like it was nothing and let people bury, bury the dead, our dead, under 
economic aid and peace treaties and stuff like that. We can't let, we can't allow that. Otherwise, people think they can do it and get away with it, and they're going to do it again. And it's something to mind that um, uh, Pastor Gazrae's son, Mo Kosomo, I think he's involved with um, Friends of the Congo out here on the west side, out here in L.A. Um, he did a video. He's a videographer. He does the church for the, his father, Pastor Casarekis Church, as his sister, Julie, who I believe, well, at the time, was in charge of our, of their, of our, we know we're Congolese, so we're all Christians. Uh, well, not all Christians, uh, Congolese, not all Congolese Christians, but in this aspect of the church, it's Christians. But anyway, I remember that first memorial, Julie came up there, and she laid down a benediction for the children. Oh, my God. Oh people. You know that part with Dr. King, and you might consider this blasphemous, let me say to you on the real. You remember Dr. King goes, free at last, free at last, and he's doing up that crescendo. Julie came out there, or at that other speech, he goes, I may not get there with you, but I have seen, my eyes have seen the promised land. And he just builds it up, and walks away from that mic. Julie laid down a benediction that is one of the best I have, now I grew up in the church, that I have ever heard. I mean, ever. When I do an event in D.C., I want to bring her out there. This is Julie now. This is uh, Mo Cosimo's younger sister. Well, she's the oldest. I'm not too sure. This is younger sister. But anyways, Mo did a, uh, a spot a couple of days ago, and I figured I got to find that link. If Mo be listening, send me the link for that, where he has these little kids singing at, singing, sitting at a table, talking about Congress, about ending the war, bring peace and things like that. Didn't cost, I don't think it cost a million dollars or anything like that. Who knows? But it was something simple, something easy. Well, not easy in reference to, um, you know, put together because, you know, getting children in front of the camera, those that know, is difficult. But it was something, you know, simple, light, straight to the point, and it got a lot of feedback. He just put it together. I'm sure you have some people working behind, like, you know, stuff like that. But knowing him, he probably would have all together and everything. But it's just an example of what one person can do in a video with some kids, as long as he got the legal releases, because they're all minors, to put it out there and raise awareness. Uh, we have a call coming in. Hold on for one second. It's coming from the up. Oh, we lost it. It's coming from the 404. I'm sorry, my friend. I didn't see you. Come on back to us. Where is 404? That's Atlanta. But um, Mo brought it in. And it was a beautiful PSA, public service announcement. 404, I'm sorry about that. Uh, we have a switching monitors here, and we just thought you had called. It was just coming to you, brother, and we will assist you, and we locked you. So come on back to us. Um, it was a nice piece. It was very moving to see these children about saying, end the war, end the violence, and things like that. It was very touching. And that's just one person doing one thing. Who knows who, they, who makes that video and say, look, if he can do this, I can do something. One initiative. You don't have to donate a million dollars. That would be nice. Make sure you spell my name right, S-A-I-D, Dabinga. You don't have to raise a million dollars or lead a march of a million Congolese, that's an idea, in D.C., or a million advocates. But all you have to do is do one little thing where you are with what you have, and that one little thing can set off the revolution. Anybody listening to me right now on my prior show or my future show, you may have an idea that you might think is, ah, that's not serious, that won't make a difference, that idea may revolutionize the advocacy movement. I'm telling you. I don't know you. You don't know me. But you hear my words, and I hope my words are touching your spirit. You may have an idea, you, the listener, wherever you may be, 404, 
think that's Atlanta. I'm not too sure. Or is that L.A.? I'm not too sure. I think that's a different area code. But you, one person hearing my voice may have an idea, no matter how small you may think, that will revolutionize the advocacy movement for Congo. That someone's going to say, man, why didn't I think about it? So I'm also going to say I did think about it, but I was too much of a coward not to do it. You may have that idea. So please don't think anything you think is insignificant when it comes to the DRC, because that is not the case. And I mean anybody, any age, anywhere, to say, let me try Lisa Shannon's uh, run for Congo. Look at that. One idea, look how it spreads. There's a guy on my Facebook whose name escapes me at this moment. I apologize. But he's a runner. He runs marathons all over the world. He's doing stuff. So please don't think you're some person that's in school, you're some person in debt, you're some person that's at a job you don't like, you're some person in a relationship you can't stand, living in a place you can't function in. Don't think that. Don't let that hold you back. You may have that one idea that you write down and boom, it's like inception. It becomes reality. You know what I'm saying? So please don't think that your idea is little because that little idea could be the spark that lights that light the inferno of revolution when it comes to advocacy for Congo and really brings a peace, uh, an, an end to this madness and brings peace. Now, we had a little religious moment there, a little quiet time for the people. Now, let's give a little song here to all those children who weren't born yet, they were in their mom's womb, and their father was killed. Let's a little, give a little message to those folks, all right? Talk, talk. To my unborn child. Um. To my unborn, unborn child, in case I don't make it. Just remember to my daddy unborn loves child. Get to holler at my unborn child Many things learned in prison Blessed and still living Trying to earn every penny that I'm getting And reminiscing to the beginning of my mission When I was conceived, it came to be in this position My mama was a panther loud Single parent, but she proud When she witnessed baby boy rip a crowd To school, but I dropped out And left the house Cause my mama say I'm good for nothing So I'm out since I only got one life to live God forgive me for my sins Let me make it and I'll never steal again Or deal again My only friend is my misery Wanting revenge for the agony they did to me See, my life ain't promised, but it's And 
But it really comes down to us. You know, Mo's video with the children, Omar Congo doing his advocacy, Kambal out there, he was doing his stuff with the, the sellout back in the day, a very good initiative. Leisure Balela building a clinic, George Maleka Foundation building a school for girls in Katanga. My mom working on a school in Kasai, so reach out to her. Origination has your Kwanzaa show coming up. In June, you know, they're going to talk about DRC here and there, you know, talk about it within the groove. Because um, their show is always information, always information loaded, advocacy loaded, as well as entertaining. In Tumba and Tumba in New York doing her thing, you know, for going on comedy. So we have to talk about, it's not just me, there's a lot of us out there. Shatoa Foundation doing things, Franco Katunda, you know, edgingcongo.org. I talk about those things. You know, we have to, you know, and Dai is doing her thing. We have to really support each other. And not just support each other, let's acknowledge each other when we talk to other people. So maybe some may say, you know, I'm not really into, you know, listening to a radio station on the air, but I'd like to make a donation to a clinic. Okay, well, check out Laser. Check out Laser. I'd like to make a donation to a school. Or well, check out, you know, my mom, you know, Dr. Angelega Wakabongo. You can reach her at omicongo.com or callorigination.org, originationinc.org. Reach out to them. You know, you never know. But don't think it's just really about, you know, you have no value, that you can't do anything. There's a lot of avenues that you can do. There's a lot of ways you can make a difference. It doesn't have to really be about, you know, your name being out there. It's about you want to make sure that what gets done gets done and what gets said needs to get said and let it happen. So, people, let's go out. Let's take this one day at a time. Let's do what we got to do and say, hey, look, thank you for everything. Let's be grateful for what we have. I know a lot of people are celebrating Thanksgiving, but let's really be grateful. And really strive to make a difference. And remember, there can never be another you, and as long as, as you know, there can be ne- never be another me. And as long people, as long people try, there'll never be another you. We can search, we can find, but we can't hide. And we can rewind time, all right, in our hearts and our minds. We can never find. Let's take it easy, just one day at a time. Let's flow. Maybe my flow is not as good as M, but you understand what I'm saying. So people, we got five minutes left. Let's take it out. Remember, take it one day at a time. Make a difference. Sisters, ladies in the community, stand up and lead. Brothers, men in the community, wherever you may be, stand up and lead. People in the DRC, you are standing up and leading. We have to work with you and be and be along with you. We can't speak for you unless we're speaking with your voice and your words and with your emotion. Congolese, let's get together and stop playing around. It's our country. We have to make a difference. Stop saying it. Let's start doing it. All right, Tiger so Kessler to bring out. Tiger so back to the set here. We're going to premiere our Congo film once we finish this live scene. We're looking to do it. Finish it by December, shoot it, you know, and show it in New York, Boston, blah, 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 take it on the road and work on the feature next year. So I just tell you being alive and direct out from L.A. one day at a time, people. We're looking for people that will lead and people that will believe and people that will achieve because right now it's kicking me, rate me, everyone exploiting me because no one really cares about the DRC. It's you and I, let's make a difference. I'm gone. Somebody else. 
change, so I'm told, but I haven't seen the change unfold. I keep open, please, if you prefer to breathe. Communities in need of people that believe. Keep your eyes open, I can only say I'll try until the day I die. I promise to be wise with my heart open, grief brings only misery, a way to tragedy. So I stay sucker free, only a few chosen rise. My ghetto queen, rise, don't be afraid to try. Too many of us die for the door to open wise. My brothers be wise, stay focused on the prize. So everybody dies, we can only learn to take our anger and our hate. Control our mental state, settle down and set it straight. Maybe we can learn to take a second to pump the brakes. For we set it, regret later and let it escalate. Cause by then it's just too late. There's so much we can take. And it's only so much someone can swallow or tolerate. But to the point that he just breaks, snaps, and it's all it takes. You think that we was learning from other rappers' mistakes, but we ain't. It's plain to go against. With every artist comes an image he portrays and a picture that he paints. But in the midst of all this anger and his tanks, never once did you hear me say I'm a gangster and I ain't hear no complaints. But I know that I will always continue to grow. As long as I lead and never follow no one else's shadow, there will never be another me. And that I can guarantee. That's why the fuck I remain so free to this day. The game will never be the same. No matter how much fame or success they attain, there will never be another me. And no matter what they do, there will never be another you. You can search, but you'll never find. You can try to rewind time. But in your hearts and your minds, we will never die. We are forever alive and we continue growing. One day at a time. Don't get caught in the publicity and caught in the hype. Rappers are regular people minus money and life searching for fortune and fame and superstar. The all the jury, all the cause. Who's crews the hardest? Not a hip hop police. Surveillance is watching. And the kids think peace is their only option. Outlaws born filthy. Guilty as charged. My memories are gonna die. My Machiavelli lives on. You think the industry is fun? And no pity with guns. And when your money is up, that's when your enemies come. So if he died and came back, would he try to stay? Rap. We need an exchange, the drama remains I spent my whole life yeah. fighting myself that I can't win So I'm advice from help I take rights from the left, I'm still like a kid looking for stripes on my belt yeah. That day is a fight in itself, so I just pray and hope God Take a light to myself, no matter how much I try Stay alive, I'm a die, man Still standing and in love with my pride uh-huh. Frivolous beats, we passed that I'm trying to keep some income coming in that collect on my ass Cap of rappers in the game ain't changed And I finally realized that we not in the same game The hating the never end, so I guess I deal with it The four, five, cop killers, yes, I still with it The streets is military, you gotta be a soldier Gotta stay leery and keep your eyes on the rollers They do what they gotta do, just shackle and hold it So we gotta do what we gotta do to keep growing One way at a time, keep the faith in your mind And we continue growing One day at a time one day at a time, we continue growing. One day at a time, we continue getting stronger. One day at a time, Congo keeps getting stronger. One day at a time. We're going to make a difference. You can search, but you cannot find. You can try to rewind time in your hearts and your mind. People, it's just you and I. Let's go out there and make this happen. One day at a time, one inch at a time, one step at a time. One advocate at a time. We can make the difference. You can make the difference. You are not by yourself. We can do this. We can do this. Kick me, rape me, everyone exploit me. It's all about the art. Let's make this happen. Thanks for tuning in, part one. Thanks for tuning in, part two. Much love. Stand by for our memorial coming up. Sayakash, the Benga. I'm gone. I love you all.